Welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all times. And today, today doesn't bring me any happiness, if I'm being truly honest. Doesn't bring me any joy to, in the 21st century, be talking about a topic and a problem that still exists in today's times. Uh, it actually makes me really sad. But I thought it was important to shed some light on the topic and to voice some thoughts about it. I have brought a very close friend of mine to discuss this topic with me. So I've brought Akib Khan to the show. I would like to do like a proper introduction for you, but we'll bring you again for another episode and we'll make like a proper, <laughs> proper, proper introduction and everything. So we'll skip the formalities for now. I want to start off by saying that it's unbelievable how much progress we've made in technology, how much progress we've made in business. And yet somehow, somehow, we still haven't made as much progress as we thought we would by the 21st century in terms of mindset, in terms of mentality, in terms of having a shared value system. <sighs> yeah, it just makes me really sad. And I think, Akib, first of all, welcome as well. And would you mind just telling us about the story that triggered the current situation in regards to the racism topics that have been bouncing off. And obviously this is not something new, but could you just speak about the George Floyd uh, situation and just help the people listening, which I'm sure they'll know the story, but could you just repeat it, please? Well, the George Floyd situation was, is definitely something that's hit off the current load of events. However, I, I'd, I'd actually put it back to all the previous events that have been happening over the last decade with systemic racism, especially within the black community within the United States is primarily where it's occurred, where with uh, police brutality and whatnot. There's, there have been times in the past where people have actually raised their voice, voices, there's been protests and whatnot, nothing's been done. However, I, I think it's gotten to the point, especially with coronavirus and the toll the world has taken in general with everything that's been happening, that people have reached kind of their breaking point. And as a result, this the George Floyd situation where the there was one individual police officer who held his knee over the neck of George Floyd himself. There were three other officers there at the time who were partner to the crime. They were just kind of just standing around and watching. One of them was just not sure where he's from, but uh, he was just moving the traffic away. There were a few people recording. Fortunately, this is the one of the thing that that's kind of helped. Well, uh, yeah, help is recording. If you don't record, then they just kind of sweep you under the rug like it never happened. Imagine uh, how many times that has happened up. that we didn't see. Like we, this is yeah, one of the moments yeah. that just happened to be caught on camera. What about the things that we haven't seen? It's just so sad because if you guys have watched that video and it it takes a, a big toll. It, it's not something easy to watch. It, it just makes me sad and I'm sure a lot of people have got the same type of feelings towards it and it's just sad because it was an unfair situation there was absolutely no need for the officers to do that it, it was just so out of context but the fact that he got caught on camera and he kicked off everything that has been happening showed that we as people are, are, are strong together and i want to get a bit more into the police brutality situation which is something that we've seen a lot that 
portrays a lot of the racism but let us not forget that that is not the only way and that that is not the only avenue where we've seen racism there's a lot of underlying causes and and racism comes in many forms and shapes but police brutality specifically how it's it's not the first time it's happened so many times something is clearly wrong with the vetting process correct me if i'm wrong but something has to be wrong with the vetting process because how can you be a police officer if you if you don't have the ability to show empathy? How can you be a police officer if you don't have well, the ability to show compassion? It's not even empathy, I'd say. I, I, I mean, of course, empathy plays a huge role in this, especially with everything that's been happening. I mean, a lot of these individuals I see, they don't really think how, about how it would affect you if you were in that situation, for example. So uh, he was a father. He was a brother. He was, a, he was many things. And if you thought that before doing whatever you do, then perhaps that would stop you from doing what exactly what you're about to do. This is the situation of the of the officer. How how does it how does it like? Because my opinion, there is a vetting yes. process for policeman, and Derek, whatever his name was, I don't even know his name. And honestly, I quite honestly don't even want to know his name. But I know his first name was Derek. What? How can someone that is clearly racist and has that type of mentality? you know, be a policeman. Clearly something is wrong with, within the vetting process. Because if yeah, you're able to, uh, to evaluate that they're skilled enough to be a policeman, why can't you not evaluate their emotional and mental state and their sort of mindset towards other topics? That's my opinion, and I may be completely wrong here as well. No, I, I, I 100% agree with you. I'd say, put things into perspective, to become a lawyer within the state, it takes about six to seven years of education. To become a police officer... It's a six-week course, course. It is a thirteen or I think it's twelve or thirteen weeks course. But yeah, yeah, I get I get your point and and what you try the analogy the sort of comparison you're trying to make it, it applies. They don't even understand the law going in. How can you expect them to do their job? There needs to be a bit more on that end. There needs to be psychometric tests done prior for these officers going in. I mean, you can't expect anyone to know when to use, not even be mentally prepared to use a gun at that point let alone anything else. So there needs to be a lot more training, a lot more learning done within these like officials, within police. And yeah, I 100% agree. There needs to be some form of test whilst at the school or policing or the academy or wherever it may be. They need to be able to see how this individual could cope in a certain situation, whether or not this individual is racist. It's quite easy using psychometric tests to figure out whether where someone's thoughts, thoughts lie whether or not someone is actually racist or not. They need to be taught that it doesn't matter what the colour of the skin is. It's the crime that should ultimately evaluate what, what happens to you. And if no one's actually occurred, and for example, he was under George himself. He was, I think it was a $20 bill, counterfeit $20 bill he used. Did you see that tweet where the white individual, he said, it's a great story for me at parties, but for him, it was his life. Yeah, because it happened to, to this person that was white, the same type of situation. But yeah. for him, it's just a story that he sometimes tells at parties. Whereas for George Floyd, unfortunately, it was his life, unfortunately. And yeah. It, yeah. It, the thing is, I, ca- I can't believe that in the 21st century we, we we're still here when it comes to mindsets and obviously it doesn't apply to everyone not everyone is racist but the fact that there are still people out there with that kind of mentality just because the skin of color is not of what you like or what you deem as acceptable it, it just honestly triggers me so much recently i came across a bunch of stories 
from a friend of mine, Navid Natu. So big shout out to Nav because he posted some amazing objective stories about what is going on right now. And I'm about to paraphrase and try and quote some of the things that he said on his stories. He said that he used a root cause analysis framework to understand the problem at hand. He read some research papers. One of them was called Cognitive Evolutionary Psychology and the History About Racism. Within that research paper, there is a mention to something called phenotypical classification, which comes from phenotypes, which are basically the observable characteristics that come from the genetic traits, like your skin color or your hair color. Now, that paper argues that those phenotypes were pretty uncommon in history until they were socially constructed. Furthermore, the argument is basically saying that racism is taught. Social injustices are taught. And if they are taught that way, they can be taught the other way. And what Naf said, he spoke volumes because it really is true. He then continued on to speak about three main areas of improvement. Talk, spoke about governments, spoke about parents, and sco- spoke about schools. And one of the things that he said that really caught my attention was that, and I'm about to quote now, he said, people spend hours and hours learning about Shakespeare and calculus, but I'm pretty sure I had zero time in school learning about diversity and pluralism. If this is the first time you've heard the word pluralism, something is wrong. You know something is wrong. The idea about embracing differences and promoting diversity is the meaning of pluralism. I've been thinking about this quite quite a bit, as in where people actually think these thoughts derive from, these racial thoughts within your own personal consciousness. And it is a deep-rooted thought, and I 100% agree that it is something that can, that has been taught. I do believe that if we go back a few thousand years, although slavery was prominent throughout thousands of years of culture, I mean, you had the Egyptians, then you had the Romans, and through, across the world you have constant slavery. The Nords as well, going up until even in Britain, and of course you have Britain's colonization, which lasted about 200 years. So slavery itself was quite prominent throughout history which is something that right now um, I, I'd say we are, we, it's something that's still quite apparent, but it's also something that needs to 100% be abolished. And then with, when, it, when it comes to racism in general, that's something that has 100% been taught by throughout history. I mean, by the videos you watch, by the events you see and so on and so forth. And that data has just been passed on through our generation. Luckily, uh, I'd say that we are, our gen- the generation currently and those that are following seem to have a bit more of understanding they've had the realization they know what's right and what's wrong but the problem and the fault that say majority lies with uh, past generations that's not to say that there aren't people within our generations now and after that aren't racist but again it's your environment where you grew up that kind of determines how you will think ultimately it's quite unfortunate but if people were taught what, what was right instead of wrong then you'd less likely end up with racist individuals. Exactly, because you are a product of your environment. Whether you believe that or not, you really are in a way, and you're shaped by experiences and exposure that you've had growing up, especially growing up. Early, early in your in your life, you'll, you'll learn most of the things that will shape the majority of your life. That's not to say that you won't learn things thereafter, but certainly when you're growing up, 
you the way you absorb things is just unbelievable i think racism like was like it was mentioned before it comes in many forms uh, and ways and i think it's so important for people to understand that black lives matter black lives matter let that sink in for you because this movement is not in any way trying to diminish the other lives it's just trying to make a point and make the the voice of black lives also matter and i just feel like people are losing the focus and the sight of what that really means i'm going to read a quote that i saw on on instagram which was some are posting on social media some are protesting on the streets some are donating silently some are educating themselves some are having tough conversations with friends and family a revolution has many lanes be kind to yourself and to others who are traveling in the same direction just keep your foot on the gas when i read this it spoke volumes to me because don't get me wrong accountability is important i totally agree holding yourself accountable holding your friends accountable holding your family accountable i agree that that is good but do not lose sight of what matters don't don't focus so much on calling out people that are not well that appear to not be doing anything just because they're not voicing themselves now i'm not trying to excuse anyone because i'm sure there's a lot of people not doing anything about it i'm not trying to excuse anyone what i'm saying is you don't know two things well you don't know a lot of things but two things mainly which is you don't know what someone is going through and you also don't know what someone is up to you just don't know it and i feel like some people are just too focused on this as opposed to focusing on supporting the movement and actually getting the point across that black lives matter and i will keep saying this as many times as i need to say it black lives matter another thing that i also want to mention is i've seen a lot of people mention things like oh all lives matter but but enough no more buts and like i said before no one is saying that all lives do, the other lives don't matter we're just saying that black lives matter too and this is another thing people are once again losing the focus in their backtracking how can you focus on that instead of understanding what is in front of you understand what is in front of you let me give you a personal example when i was in middle school i experienced a lot of uh, situations in regards to racism i have i've had experiences of racism kids under the in the school looking at me different treating me differently i've had those experiences now have you ever seen me talk about that no i haven't all i've been doing is speaking about what's right what's happening right now and supporting that movement now i'm not trying to say that if you've had these experiences and i'm sure kim must have had these experiences as well if you've had these experiences i'm not saying that they don't matter of course they do what i'm trying to say is you need to focus on what's in front of you and and don't lose sight of that focus because otherwise you're losing the meaning of the movement stick stick together stand up for what's right and understand the following analogy you are fighting the current battle right now which is the black lives movement which is making sure that black lives are heard seen understood respected admired and embraced there are other battles ahead and you need to understand that this is just the first of many battles to then win the war i've i've read on instagram as well something that said if my house is on fire and you go well 
all all houses matter. Well, yeah, that is true. That may be true, but which house is on fire right now? So I just wanted to get that across. I agree 100% with everything you just said. The analogies I've seen on social media aren't well constructed, to be honest with you. Uh, one thing that I want to highlight here is the way I see the, the whole Black Lives Matter with the injunction of the All Lives Matter movements is that one thing people fail to realize is that although you may believe all lives matter in in hindsight in in within the fabric of society they really don't simply because i say that because purely on current events now there is racism across all kinds of different cultures and whatnot and societies however the prominent problem right now and i the key word there is problem is is the whole it's the movement with the black lives matter it's it, it's the racial abuse on black lives it's, it's the systemic racism within the those societies um it's the police brutality and that is the current problem that we should be focusing on we need a solution oh, each of these problems each of these racial problems are all the way i see it, they're all separate problems we need to solve one and you know once we solve this first problem which is the black lives matter movement we need to put all of our focus the entire world just needs to come together put their into all their focus into solving that one issue once a solution has been found and this solution it will be comprised of like you said there's different ways of people uh, handling it for example within your own communities you won't be able to make a change on a global scale however you you can make a change on a small community scale for yourself so go out to your communities within even if it is in your communities if you can't do that then your own households your own families let them know that black lives matter you, you should tell them why and you should tell them why if if their thought and if their thinking is wrong you should bring them to come and see sense and if and once we actually are, are able to beat this and find a solution worldwide for black lives matter and we actually crush police brutality within the united states and racial abuse across the world then we can begin to focus on all the other problems in the south asian communities and, and what not so so on and so forth that is not to say that as we are currently now going into this whole new phase within the world that you shouldn't pay attention to those if there's issues like that within your household within your communities and whatnot they should be raised problems and solutions should be put in place talks uh, community centers wherever it may be in order to bring like, realization to individuals rather than holding it off until later on exactly But it's literally the, the point the, the main yeah the main priority right now is black lives matter because those are the lives that are being hurt the most Of course that that is not bringing into the worldly events of wars and terror that are going going on within Palestine and so on and so forth it's it's one problem at this, at a time you can't the one thing i've realized is if you focus if you delegate your resources and you stretch too thin you can't you won't be able to save solve all the other problems this is what humanity has been doing throughout time they have just they find one problem they try and fix it then they jump to the next one they try and fix it then they jump to the next one this time I'm hoping that we can just stick to this one problem and just solve it. Once it's solved, then we move on to the next one. That's the only way you are going going to abolish racism from this this earth. Exactly. Uh, Akeem, well said, honestly. Well said, Akeem, honestly, because and once again it goes back to 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 the point which is focus. Focus on the problem, understand it, support it and don't support it because it's cool. Don't support it because it's a trend, because it's a social media thing. Support it because you actually believe in it. and i i mean this i mean it support it because you genuinely believe in it because it's in within your 
good-hearted, pure-hearted, kind-hearted person that you are, that you believe that this is wrong and that we need to solve the wrongs in this world. Black lives matter. And I really want to get that across. There's something really interesting that I saw as well on Instagram. A friend of mine, uh, Shakira, and before anyone asks, no, uh, not the singer. I mean, it would be awesome to be friends with a singer. <laughs> but I can tell you that this Shakira is just as awesome, if not more awesome than a singer. So this friend of mine, she posted a picture on Instagram and she posted really, really deep caption. And there was one line in particular that she said, and I'm about to quote what she said, that really, really spoke volumes to me. She said, I remember at primary school, my teacher telling us that all kids are like crayons that make up a crayon box. Each color is special and needed to paint a picture. How sad would it be only to have one color? And, and that just spoke volumes to me. And once again, it's all about focus and it's all about understanding what's ahead of you. But that analogy really, really just spoke so much to me. That, that, that is actually quite beautiful, to be honest, especially when you put it into the things of, into the framework of, of this world uh, in general, whether you put it into business, within society, wherever it may be. When it comes to problems of the world, just in general, whether they be scientific or within business or within society or environmental, you can't solve them with a, not one single person is going to be able to solve them. And the problem here is, is that the, the people who are of minority, they're not given the opportunity to help solve these issues. And there might be a hidden gem somewhere within those, uh, within those communities where if given the opportunity, they would be able to help and solve some of, some of these world crises or uh, all these issues within wherever it may be. It could be environmental, it could be within business, within companies or wherever it may be. There, there are definitely people who are in power right now who kind of just push back on people of colour within employment. This is kind of like a tech podcast. So I would say within the tech industry, it is quite prominent, although there are a lot of more companies within tech that are coming around the whole issue within the one with the movement of Black Lives Matter and two in general with minorities. Although I've heard quite a few things, especially with this uh, one podcast I listen to is called Techish. They kind of highlight this quite a bit within Afri African, uh, American, and just in general, black people within, or people of color within tech, and how much of an issue it is for us guys to actually, or just in general, people of color to actually get to a respectable position because they've been pushed down by managers and whatnot, simply because of the color. And they just believe that, all right, because this guy is black or brown or whatever it may be, they might not have the brains to actually even accomplish what we want to. So let's just keep him or her there. Then again, what we're seeing right now is beautiful because we're seeing the world come together. And please do not misunderstand or please do not misinterpret anything that me and Akiba are trying to say here today. None of us are saying that the violent protests that are going on around the world right now are, are, are okay. No one, none of us is saying that rioting and looting is okay. Everything started as peaceful protests. And unfortunately, what the media chooses to, to show you is all the bad things, which is why you'll see that your elders in your family will always only see the bad things because that's what they're being shown. They're not seeing the other side. They're not seeing what the media didn't choose to show them. And once again, like I said, don't misinterpret what we're saying. We, we're, not, we're not in any way supporting violence. We don't support that at all. Understand the reaction of why people are reacting the way they are. Understand that violence only generates violence. 
And where did the violence start? Police brutality. And we want things to change. And the brother of George Floyd, which I believe is Terence Floyd, he gave a speech in one of the memorials for George, for George Floyd's memorial. And he said something that really spoke volumes, which he said, he goes, let's switch it up. Let's vote. Let's switch it up on them. And let's vote. Because that's how we're going to get them. And I'm paraphrasing, but it was something that it was along those lines that he said. And I think that that is one of the many avenues. I think that educating yourself is a is a big thing as well for people from the outside that are seeing all of this roll out. Watch Netflix shows, documentaries, movie. There is one called The Thirteenth. Watch that. Watch the when they see us. Go watch that. You have net, everyone that has Netflix these days. Go watch that. Go read research papers. Go read articles. Don't just rely on the hashtags and the information you get from hashtags. Actually do make an effort to educate yourself and have those conversations with friends and people around you that you know. This is an important issue. Let's stick together and, and fight it. Let's honestly do our very best to fight I 100%. No, go on, sorry. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with this, with everything you said. And one thing I want to highlight is what Eric just mentioned is Never use media as your form of learning or your source of learning simply because 60% of the news you see out there is going to be fake. And if you have 30% or let's say 29% is twisted, then you have the 1% which is actually true and legit. Uh, I think there's a huge problem there. And the, the problem, one, is of course within your own communities, within your own families and homes, to learn what you can and teach others. Educate yourself, educate those around you. And two, one thing that we are, in order to actually resolve racism as, as a whole uh, across the world in general, would be this, uh, would be through media. And when I say that, I mean not using media, but stopping media from being used the way it has been used all this entire time. They cherry pick what they want to show. Their titles and their headings are very racially motivated, no matter what it may be. And they kind of project a false view of the world to, to others. And I think that one thing, one way of resolving this issue uh, going forward would be to actually get in with the media and try and figure out ways to stop them from using such, such language. And the reporters might turn around now and say it's what sells, but that, 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 that shouldn't be the way. It shouldn't be what sells. You should say what's right and what's, what's correct. Not throwing out, not using uh, color and whatnot to actually form an argument or basis around your your writing or your reporting. I agree, and I, there's another thing that I wanted to mention that you just reminded me of. So I don't know if people know who the previous now the previous CEO of LinkedIn is. I'm sure you, you may have heard of him. His name's Jeff. He currently he, he recently just um, changed to be executive chairman uh, at LinkedIn. And um, Ryan Rolanski, I believe is his name, uh, stepped up to be a CEO. One of the things that Jeff said also spoke volumes to me. And he said something along the lines of, what we need now more than ever is compassion. The ability to walk a mile in another person's shoes. Seeing the world through their perspective for the sake of alleviating their suffering. Put another way, compassion equals empathy plus action. And if we're going to materially change our behaviors, it will be action that we need more than anything. 
please do your best to educate yourself on the topic. Please do your best to voice yourself out. Please do your best to actually act and enact change. And start small. Like Akib said, you can't go on a global scale just like that. Everything starts somewhere and you start small, locally. And you will see that that makes a difference. You make a difference. Your voice matters. Just remember what is in front of us and remember what we're pushing for. Like I said, I do hope people understand that voting is way more important now than it's ever been. I know there's a lot of people out there that probably thought that voting wouldn't change anything, but believe me, it does because that's something that you can control. You can vote. There's something that you can do. One of the many things that you can do. And I hope that the protests just remain more peaceful. When it comes to the London protests, there was a protest yesterday. I had a friend um, who was there and they... Um, they rushed in with horses and then they encircled the crowds. And there was a select few individuals within within those crowds that were actually inciting violence. And they were doing it. They weren't there for the protest. Keep this in mind, guys, that when people are inciting violence for the protest in within the protest and using that as a as a means, they are not necessarily there to protest. They're not there for any good cause or whatever. They just want to reap havoc and just destroy it. It's as simple as that. And it's similar with these individuals in London. They were they were there to cause trouble, and the police had them surrounded for I think it was about five to six hours. It was quite a long time, and uh, slowly but surely, by the hours that uh, passed, the police were just getting closer and um, encircling the individuals and letting those people who were actually there for peaceful reasons just letting them go. Although it did take quite a long time for them to actually let them go. Uh, which was, it wasn't handled the correct way, uh, I'd say, for the, the UK police. And then I think they arrested around about 25 to 30 individuals as well that were inciting violence. Yeah. I think, uh, once again, I really hope that we can take the right necessary steps to make sure that this problem about, you know, being sort of the racism against black people in particular stops for once and for all, because it's so sad. I know people, friends of mine, they, they have to do research when they're going to travel to a new country because they have to research on which areas are, are racist and which areas to avoid. Can you just please just stop right now to think about how messed up that is? And that is one of the many things. That is one of the many, many things that unfortunately black people have to to go to that they shouldn't have to go to and there is so many names that unfortunately were lost george floyd brianna taylor and there is so it's, there's too many names that i wish just wasn't the case in the 21st century and i really want to close this podcast by by saying do your best do what you can enact change and don't get me wrong i am in no form shape or way a politician i'm definitely not but one thing that I can say, and I know I can speak for, for, for Akib here, is that I was raised to be kind. I was raised to be good and to distinguish good from bad. Racism is bad. It is horrible. It is disgusting. I'm against it. I've always been against it. We as individuals, and I repeat myself, we as individuals, together, the key word being together, we have the power to bring change. The key word is together. Just understand that you have that power within you together is how we're going to tackle this so let us bring the change and let us make the change also might i add is that before you this, this goes out to absolutely anyone and it isn't just in the case of racism i'd say this is just being a goddamn decent human being is that before you ever do anything just take a moment instead of being proactive, just just 
take a moment, think, and think about how that would have, that event would affect you as an individual, yourself personally, and then take another moment to think whether or not it's actually worth incurring that kind of damage on, a, on another person. I agree. And I want to emphasize one last thing, which is this is not white versus black. This is not people versus police. This is us against racism. Please do remember that. Enough is enough. Enough really is enough. This is not the time to be on the sidelines. This is the time for change. Some quick final takeaways for today, just to wrap this up for today. I would like to say that this podcast is a very versatile podcast in terms of topics, and we will touch on more to- more diverse topics to cater for different types of audiences uh, for future episodes coming ahead. And I understand that today's episode was slightly heavier than the usual episode for this podcast, but I thought it was important. Akib thought it was important for us to voice ourselves in this problem that we have and that we see currently in our world. This is a call for action. I honestly urge everyone to do something. I urge everyone to do something. This shouldn't be just a one-time conversation. This this should be a continuous conversation followed by continuous action. And that's how I'd like to put it. So please do something. If you're not doing anything, I urge you to do something. If you're already doing something that that is great, please keep keep doing it. Let's let's change. Let's make the change. Let's be the change. We'll be sharing some resources for you guys to be able to be pointed in the right direction in terms of what you can do. So pay attention to our uh, episode show notes, our social media. We'll definitely be posting resources. And it won't, like I said, it's not just a one-time thing. We'll, we'll keep supporting the movement and we'll keep posting resources and information where you guys can take action and be more educated um, along alongside the problem that we are collectively trying to solve. Once again, I really appreciate everyone that listened to this podcast. Thank you so much, Akib, for your time. I really love bouncing ideas off you and everything that you've said today was really meaningful, so I really appreciate it. Once again, guys, please do not uh, misinterpret anything that me and Akib have said here today. Listen carefully to what we've said and you'll understand that there's a lot of things that are important and that we wanted to share with you guys. And if you guys have enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to listen to the next podcast to find out what's up and what's next.